0: letter 37 part 3 of pamela volume 2 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org pamela volume 2 by samuel richardson letter 37 part 3 saturday evening i am just retired from a fatiguing service For who should come to dine with Mr. B., but that sad rake, Sir Charles Hargrave, and Mr. Walgrave, Mr. Sedley, and Mr. Floyd, three as bad as himself, inseparable companions, whose whole delight is drinking, hunting, and lewdness, but otherwise gentlemen of wit and large estates? Three of them broke in upon us at the hall on the happiest day of my life, to our great regret and they had been long threatening to make this visit in order to see me as they told mr b they whipped out two bottles of champagne instantly for a wet as they called it and went to view the stud in the kennel and then walked in the garden till dinner was ready my lord davers mr h and sir jacob as well as mr b for they are all acquainted accompanying them "'Sir Charles, it seems, as Lord Davers told me afterwards, said he longed to see Mrs. B. "'She was the talk wherever he went, and he had conceived a high opinion of her beforehand. "'Lord Davers said I defy you, gentlemen, to think so highly of her as she deserves. "'Take mind and person together. "'Mr. Floyd said he never saw any woman yet who came up to what he expected, "'where fame had been lavish in her praise.' "'But how, Brother Baronet,' said Sir Charles to Sir Jacob, "'came you to be reconciled to her? "'I heard that you would never own her.' "'Oons, man,' said Sir Jacob, "'I was taken in. "'They contrived to clap her upon me as Lady Jenny C., "'and pretended they'd keep t'other out of my sight, "'and I was plaguily bit and forced to get on as well as I could.' that was a bite indeed said mr walgrave and so you fell appraising lady jenny i warrant to the skies yes drawling out the affirmative monosyllable I was used most scurvily, faith I was. I bear em a grudge for it, still I can tell em that, for I have hardly been able to hold up my head like a man since, but am forced to go and come and to do as they bid me. By my troth I never was so manageable in my life. Your Herefordshire neighbors, Sir Jacob, said Mr. Sedley, with an oath will rejoice to hear this, for the whole county there cannot manage you i am quite cowed now as you will see by and by nay for that matter if you can set mrs b a-talking not one of you all will care to open your lips except to say as she says never fear old boy said sir charles we'll bear our parts in conversation i never saw the woman yet who could give me either awe or love for six minutes together what think you mr b have you any notion that your lady will have so much power over us i think sir charles i have one of the finest women in england but i neither expect nor desire you rakes should see her with my eyes you know if i have a mind to love her and make court to her too mr b i will and i am half in love with her already although i have not seen her they came in when dinner was near ready and the four gentlemen took each a large bumper of old hock for another wet the countess lady davers and i came down together the gentlemen knew our two noble ladies and were known to them in person as well as by character mr b in his usual kind and encouraging manner took my hand and presented the four gentlemen to me each by his name sir charles said pretty bluntly that he hoped he was more welcome to me now than the last time he was under the same roof with me for he had been told since that that was our happy day i said mr b's friends were always welcome to me "'Tis well, madam,' said Mr. Sedley, "'we did not know how it was. "'We should have quartered ourselves upon Mr. B. for a week together, "'and kept him up day and night. "'I thought this speech deserved no answer, "'especially as they were gentlemen who wanted no countenance, "'and addressed myself to Lord Davers, "'who is always kindly making court to me. "'I hope, my good lord, you find yourself quite recovered of your headache.' "'of which he complained at breakfast. "'I thank you, my dear sister, pretty well. "'I was telling Sir Charles and the other gentleman niece,' "'said Sir Jacob, how I was cheated here when I came first, with a Lady Jenny. "'It was a very lucky cheat for me, Sir Jacob, "'for it gave you a prepossession in my favour under so advantageous a character "'that I could never have expected otherwise.' I wish, said the countess, my daughter, for whom Sir Jacob took you, had Mrs. B.'s qualities to boast of. How am I obliged to your ladyship's goodness, returned I, when you treat me with even greater indulgence than you use to so beloved a daughter? Nay, now you talk of treating, said Sir Charles, when, ladies, will you treat our sex with the politeness which you show to one another?' "'When your sex deserve it, Sir Charles,' answered Lady Davers. "'Who is to be judge of that?' said Mr. Walgrave. "'Not the gentleman, I hope,' replied my lady. "'Well, then, Mrs. B,' said Sir Charles, "'we bespeak your good opinion of us, for you have ours. "'I am obliged to you, gentlemen, "'but I must be more cautious in declaring mine, "'lest it should be thought I am influenced by your kind "'and perhaps too hasty opinions of me.' sir charles swore they had seen enough of me the moment i entered the parlour and heard enough the moment i opened my lips to answer for their opinions of me i said i made no doubt when they had as good a subject to expatiate upon as i had in the pleasure before me of seeing so many agreeable friends of mr b s they would maintain the title they claimed of every one's good opinion this said, Sir Jacob is binding you over, gentlemen, to your good behaviour You must know my niece never shoots flying as you do. The gentleman laughed, Is it shooting, flying, Sir Jacob returned, Sir Charles, to praise that lady adds, Bud, I did not think of that sir jacob said the countess you need not be at a fault for a good sportsman always hits his mark flying or not and the gentlemen had so fair an one that they could not well miss it you are fairly helped over the style sir jacob said mr floyd and indeed i wanted it though i limped like a puppy before i was lame one can't think of everything as one used to do at your time of life gentlemen this flippant stuff was all that passed which i can recite for the rest at table and after dinner was too polite by half for me such as the quantity of wine each man could carry off that was the phrase dogs horses hunting racing cock-fighting and all accompanied with swearing and cursing and that in good humour and out of wantonness the least excusable and more profligate sort of swearing and cursing of all the gentlemen liked the wine so well that we had the felicity to drink tea and coffee by ourselves only mr b upon our inviting the gentlemen to partake with us sliding in for a few minutes to tell us they would stick by what they had and taking a dish of coffee with us i should not omit one observation that sir jacob when they were gone said they were pure company and Mr. H., that he never was so delighted in his born days, while the two ladies put up their prayers that they might never have such another entertainment, and being encouraged by their declaration, I presumed to join in the same petition. Yet it seems these are men of wit. I believe they must be so, for I could neither like nor understand them, Yet, if their conversation had much wit, I should think my ladies would have found it out. The gentlemen, permit me to add, went away very merry, to ride ten miles by owl-light, for they would not accept of beds here. They had two French horns with them, and gave us a flourish or two at going off. Each had a servant besides, but the way they were in would have given me more concern than it did had they been related to Mr. B., and less used to it. And indeed it is a happiness that such gentlemen take no more care than they generally do to interest anybody intimately in their healths and preservation, for these are all single men. Nor need the public any more than the private be much concerned about them, for let such persons go when they will, if they continue single, their next heir cannot well be a worse commonwealth's man, and there is a great chance he may be better. You know, I end my Saturdays seriously, and this, to what I have already said, makes me add that I cannot express how much I am, my dear Miss Darnford, your faithful and affectionate P.B. End of letter 37, part 3